right now there's two people listening to us, so maybe we'll. Ha- <laughs> Just so you know, I started recording. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so everybody, now that we uh, got that out of the way, this is what episode? Episode seven. I don't know. Does it matter anymore? 007. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, this is Scott. And this is Ashley. And this is Recovering Loudly. Uh, Today we are going to talk about, well, we're going to reflect. I shouldn't say we're going to talk about reflection. We're just going to reflect. We're going to reflect. Yeah. We should have been recording the conversations that we already had. um, They were pretty good. they, They were. But, you know, I feel like... And I know that you can agree with this. This has been a crazy couple of months <laughs> that has really um, kind of escalated into this crazy kind of week. Yeah. Um, for different reasons for both of us. So we're going to just take some time to reflect on a couple of those things and how they are affecting us. Um, Scott, why don't you go ahead and go first? Because I feel like you can unpack <laughs> some of that stuff that we <laughs> talked about earlier. Yeah. So yeah, I've had a lot of death. Yes. You know, um, the worst two, I guess you could say, if you want to put it that way, that hit the hardest was lost my great buddy Roger and then not even a week later, I had to put my 14-year-old Australian Shepherd down, who was our family dog. Yeah. You know, and uh, to give everybody an idea, you know this, but I don't hunt. I I cannot, I cannot kill an animal. I can't do it. And, you know, as you know, Axel, my little fat-ass bulldog, he's my boy. Oh, yeah. You know. He's a stinky boy. He is a stinky boy. Which is why he's not allowed down here, because he smells. <laughs> he does stink. But, Did you notice the giant picture of him? That is oh, one giant yeah. picture of my dog. Here. That is one giant picture. Yeah. So yeah. if everybody could see it right now, they'd have an understanding of why you know the dog thing hit me so hard. But it did. And holy smokes, man. Talk about depression. Yeah. Well, you've had Aussie for... 14 years. 14 years. He's my baby girl. Yeah, I was going to say that's... It's a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Pets are family. They are family. And sorry for those who do not feel that way about their pets, because as a cat mom, I would be devastated if anything happened to name my cats. I think loving a pet is a huge joy. Yeah. It's like loving a child. We don't deserve pets. We don't. We don't. We don't. 100% don't, because they just love you. Yeah. Kids, they talk back, back, but dogs, cats, all pets. They just love you. They just love you. And they know. Yeah. It's crazy how they know things. It's true. I read this thing once that says um, that it's to be believed that animals dream of their owners when they sleep. And I'm like, that's just the sweetest thing <laughs> in the whole world. I almost cried because that's the kind of person I've been. And I just read it like a week ago and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that's so cute." <laughs> <laughs> how precious. But how is um because we are a recovery channel. Yeah. What have you been doing to cope and work through some of these really difficult times you've been going through? And be honest. Oh, I tanked. Yeah, oh, I was going to say cuz I know what you told me when I came in and you it's know. okay. 
Losing Roger was tough. Yeah. But I looked on the bright side. And I know everybody's going to be like, what? So if you don't believe or you believe whatever it may be, that's your decision. I believe that there is more than just this life. I feel like there's something else out, out there after this, right? Yeah. So Roger's wife passed away a year ago. Oh. Um, she, she had a pretty severe drinking problem. And you know what? She, her and Roger were madly, madly in love, like Mm. crazy in love. Yeah. And sadly, I watched alcohol take her away from him, essentially, and vice versa, right? She ended up passing away last May. Well, two weeks ago, Monday was her birthday. Roger didn't take her well. No. He went out, he partied pretty hard on Monday. Not partied, but, you know, yeah. drank his sorrows. Which was his choice, you know, whatever. Tuesday he woke up, and all day he was off. And at one point in the day he started hyperventilating, broke out in a sweat. Tuesday night did the exact same thing. And then uh, Wednesday morning, essentially around 1 a.m., woke up and had a massive heart attack. And when I got the phone call from my dad, I cried. But then I realized the man died of a broken heart. Yeah. He legitimately died of a broken heart. So I sat there for a minute and then I was happy for him. Yeah, because he got to be with he got to be he got to be with Lynette. Yeah. It's what he wanted. You know, so I sat there and and I ended up laughing and I said, you son of a bitch. Couldn't you have just said goodbye first, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, I looked on the bright side of that one. And then Aussie. You know, with with her, it just hit different. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know if it's because of everything that had led up to it. Because I've had a lot of death. Um, I don't know if that was part of it. But when, when it... When she, when it happened with her and we had to put, you know, put her down, um, I felt terrible, like absolutely terrible. The amount of times that dog has actually saved me is unreal. And here I am, you know, doing the opposite. But then I realized she couldn't really walk anymore. She no. was a Frisbee dog. She loved to run. She loved yeah. to play Frisbee. She loved to jump. She loved to swim. She wasn't living life. And uh, so I, I, you know, hung on to that thought. Still didn't make it easy. No. But I look for things. I've learned to look for things when, remember we talked about Matthew McConaughey's red light, green mm-hmm. lights? So this was a red light moment. This whole thing was a red line, red light moment. Yes. My attitude today is much better than it's been in the last two, three weeks. And here's my why. So yesterday, Ronan walked in while Kara was uh, brushing her teeth in the bathroom. And he said, I miss Aussie. And she had the Alexa playing music. 
and she turned to him and gave him a hug and said, I know, I know I do too. And literally right at that moment, angel by Sarah McLaughlin came on. Mm. Like there's the sign. Yeah. And she told me that last night and I started sobbing, but not in like a sad way. No. Like in the most yeah. like, holy shit, you know, she well, let us know she made it. Yeah. And I have a thing with that in my family. We do that. Like, I know people will call bullshit. No, no, no. In my Irish family, that's what we do. In the Irish. And that's no joke. So anytime now when somebody passes that's very close to me, I look for that moment. Yeah. And I've, I've always had it. Well, and I think, I mean, I don't care if people call bullshit on that. I think everybody, first of all, beliefs cultural beliefs are valid and second of all if it makes you feel good if that if that is looking for that piece of reassurance Mm -hmm. out there in the world in the form of a sign i mean gosh like i think everyone looks for signs yeah you know to to let them know a piece of reassurance that Mm -hmm. things are going to be okay yep I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I call bullshit on the people who call bullshit. <laughs> they're just bitter. They're just bitter. They're just bitter. Bitter human beings. And they're just miserable. miserable. <laughs> Dang. That's why we get along. <laughs> I'm going to die over here. <laughs> My goodness. No, I think, you know, I'm happy that you were able to take these moments. Yeah. The red lights and turn it into, you know, a green. green light. Yeah. I, you know, and that's, I've learned a lot in the last few weeks, a tremendous amount, actually. I had therapy today for the first time in four weeks. I told oh, you that. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Kelly. <laughs> poor <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> At the end of the day, she goes, okay, one thing we need to do is we need to try and not just dump them all out on the floor. Oh, like, but that's take so one, hard. Take one Lego at a time. And I'm like, yeah, I know we covered a lot of ground today. It's so hard to do that, though. It is. I just want to interject and say, like, I've gone to, th- I need a counselor. I need a therapist. It is so bad. I highly, I highly recommend it. I know. Kelly. And I've gone. I've gone. I've had a few. And the one I really connected with was Andrea at Freedom House. And um, she was amazing. And I was so comfortable with her. But that's what I would do. And I do it all the time. So do I. They're like, what's, okay, so what do you want to talk about? I'm like, nothing. I don't even know why I'm here, really. And then it's like, well. And then I word vomit. (laughs) And the next thing I know, I'm like, but I don't understand why. And I go back and forth. Yeah. It's like I'm battling within myself. And then all these viewpoints on one subject come out. And they're usually opposite. And I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm like, I'm trying. I don't know. I'm so sorry. And then I apologize because it just comes out as like this big bleh of words. See, what happens with me and we're working on it. So I told you about my photographic memory. So anytime something bad happens, I, I take a snapshot. Yeah. Right. So if I'm talking about one certain item, like. A mo- like if she'll ask me, okay, so what happened in that moment? She'll be talking about a moment. My brain will connect a trigger point mm-hmm. to another thought, 
to an old memory to something else. And then I go from that moment back in time to a different moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what her and I are working on and why she told me today, like, we need to work on this. (laughs) You're overwhelming me, Scott. Well, is because (laughs) I need to learn to curve my photographic memory. So I don't end up overly depressed because... You know, everybody does it. They'll they'll start thinking about one thing, then they think about another, and, and it's just a snowball effect. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I bet with a photographic memory, it's, like, that much more intense. It's even down to the smells. Oh, my gosh. That'd be crazy. I couldn't even imagine. It's nuts. Like, I have, um, like, I think almost everybody is able to smell something nostalgic yeah. and be like, oh, that reminds me. Reminds me. me. Like Marlboro cigarettes, for some reason. Marlboro Reds. I know it's a very specific cigarette, but my friend used to smoke it when we were, when we were underage. Don't worry about it. When we were too young to be doing it, we drive around in her little Ford Focus, listening to D twelve. Yeah, body. Um, and number eight and twelve, obviously, of the track. Um. <laughs> not very appropriate songs but anyways we would listen to them and we'd jam out and stuff but now I, when i smell marlboro reds it automatically takes me back isn't that crazy to her car yeah it's nuts it is nuts so i can i can only imagine what your brain goes through because i can't i couldn't imagine actually she knows when i do it too because i guess i like I do a certain thing with my eyes And she'll immediately, she's like, no. (laughs) Stop what you're doing right now. It's going to escalate quickly if you don't stop. So are you able to catch yourself doing that in day to day? Like, do you feel it coming where you're like, and try to, are you able to prevent it now a little bit more yet? Yeah, I'm getting better. Not completely, you know, and it's because I miss so much therapy. Yeah. And which... Anybody that goes to therapy, I do not recommend skipping therapy at any and all costs. I did that, and holy shit, I regret it. Yeah, especially if it's not time yet. Yeah. Because a lot of that stuff is, you know, they you get like a treatment plan, and usually, depending on the situation surrounding it, it's like a, you're going to come once a week mm-hmm. for however long. And then you back down to every other week and then you back down to once a month and then it's as needed and then you terminate this, you know, the thing. So, yeah, you don't want to miss therapy. So missing therapy, then going to therapy and then all these other things that are going on. And I know you said that you kind of, I mean, when I came in, you said you were a petty bitch. So that's what I call myself. And I love it. No, I'm a petty bitch. Even if it's not out loud in my brain. <laughs> but, like, I am a whiny bitch. Mm-hmm. I cry. I'm petty. Like, I am petty. You're like, you know what? I know you are because you didn't <laughs> you didn't do things that you told me you were going to do because you were like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. And I didn't even do anything to you. Mm-hmm. So, I can... I get it, though. I get, so, how did you... The I know you said you heard this, this, this story about the song and mm-hmm. Aussie. Was there anything else that helped you start moving past therapy and therapy today? Yeah. Perfect. Literally. 
Yeah. Therapy. Yeah. It does great things. It's it's fucking crazy. And I everybody I've said this before, I was anti therapy. I know, which is silly. Like I was anti therapy up until January. <laughs> well, you had a hard time finding a therapist that you clicked with. Yeah, that was a great time. So that really plays an important part. Like Yeah, if, it does. If we were gonna talk about therapy, it really is important to make sure that you click with your therapist. Don't go one session and be like, uh no, like give it a session or two. But if you're not clicking, find somebody that you click with. Be honest with them, too. Yes. Like when I first talked to Kelly the very first time, I looked her dead in the face and I said, you have to pin me down and I want you to literally just like drill through my skull and tap every memory and force it out of me. Don't let me pull some bullshit because I will. And I was straight up with her. And that's why she'll be like, "Uh uh-uh. And she'll look me dead in the eyes and tell me no, and then she'll start pecking. And I am so glad that I told her to I do really that. want to meet Kelly. She's phenomenal. I want to pick her brain. She's a very fierce woman. I want to pick her brain. I want to be like, tell me all the things. Impart your wisdom on me. She's got a photographic memory. See, I my brother has a photographic memory. And we also think, like, he had some weird thing because he remembers being, like, at an airport picking up our great grandpa who died before he was born. Like he has like weird, he had like this weird thing going on. And it's like, I don't know what's going on with his brain, but I'm not sure I want to know what's going on with his brain (laughs) because he does. He has a photographic memory. He's super smart. Um, but man, do I want to flick him in the forehead? I don't know what the thought processes are. Um, but it doesn't matter. This is not the Nathan show. And I love you, Nathan. I just want you to know that if you listen to this. But, yeah, I think the photographic memory thing is insane because I have a hard time remembering. Like I was telling you before we started, I have a hard time remembering things from my childhood. I have a hard time remembering when, even when Ethan was little, before there was any drug use. Um, and speaking of reflection, I'm switching over to me real quick. Good talk, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you reminded me. So, no, I've been really struggling yeah. with not being able to remember things that happened. Not only in my childhood, but like I said, when um, Ethan was little, people were like, do you remember when? And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't. And it's almost like my brain is empty. And I know there's people out there who are going to listen to this that know me. They're probably like, it probably is, but it's not. I promise there's a lot of information in there. I just don't know where it's at. So when I, um, I compartmentalize and like, and I think it kind of fucks me up sometimes because I take these situations that happen and I just like file it away and I carry on with my life. I don't deal with it. And I know as a clinician and training that's not healthy Mm -mm. um and ethan does it Uh, we both do it's Mm -hmm. he got that from me (laughs) um but it's like i don't know why i do that i don't know how to stop myself from doing that that's why i need to go to the therapist myself because it's shitty it's shitty the not remembering part is shitty and then it's like i don't self-sabotage myself i used to be really bad at that like where I would be doing really good in life. Yep. And then I'd fuck it up. Yeah. And it's like, ah, eh, you know what? Fuck it. Yank the wheel. 
Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and it's horrible. And I can't even say that came with my with my use. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I used which was was you yanking the wheel was me yanking the wheel but i used to do that all the time so i really focused like when i got sober on not yanking the wheel right so instead i think i self-sabotage in small little ways to not fully like okay i have a problem with food i always have i love it but like i i am an emotional eater Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I I will be sick. And I'll be like, you know what? I really want an M&M. Yeah. Or a handful or 12, 20,000. I do, Reese's and, eggs. Or, oh, my. Oh, the boys got some of those for Easter. I know. I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. And it's like, I can't. I can't do these things. Like, I know I shouldn't do these things. It makes me miserable. I'm diabetic. So, it. I mean, it's like killing myself, but slowly. Right. Yeah. And it's like, why do I do this to myself? Cause it makes you feel good, but it doesn't like, it makes me feel like probably in the moment. Oh yeah. Like it tastes good. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of things taste good. Doesn't mean you should put them in your mouth. Oh, I need a nap. <laughs> but yeah, and it's just so stupid. And I get so mad at myself. And that has been like, I really, today, I, th- okay. I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. I want to, I want to put you guys in where my, my mind is going. So we had this huge KPI project due for school. It was due today. And I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie. It's called To the Bone. Because it was on Netflix. And I knew it was free. I hadn't mm-hmm. seen it. So I watched it, and it's about a girl named Ellen who has an eating disorder. She has anorexia nervosa. And we need to, like, in this project, we do, like, a case conceptualization. We do, like, a treatment plan, a diagnosis. And then we have to research um, empirical, like, cognitive behavior. But just basically why this works or doesn't work, whatever. Right. So I'm doing all this research. I'm staying up super late. I'm reading about anorexia and eating disorders. And as a person who has an issue with food, I'm like, I get it. Um, And I'm tired because I've been doing that. And then today I go and do my social justice practicum. And we go to N.A., and they start talking about loving yourself when you were using versus loving yourself now. And like I'm sitting there, my chest starts hurting a little bit because that's how I know I'm getting anxious. Yeah, I've really started to identify how my body feels during certain situations, and I start feeling it. And I'm like, man, I'm uncomfortable with this subject. Why am I so uncomfortable with it? And then I start thinking about why I'm so uncomfortable with it. And it's like because I really do not love myself in a way that I should. I think I'm getting there. I love myself more than I did. But it's like I – and I don't project something that I'm not because I am who I am. Um, And I don't pretend like I'm happy when I'm not unless I'm doing customer service and then (laughs) – and then then I do. (laughs) Hey. Unless it's really bad and then I – where I can't pretend. If I can't pretend to be happy – then I need to vacate the premises yeah, because I'm in a bad space. Yeah, bad stuff's going to happen. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, but I really, like, I got really emotional about it. And I think the reason why is because it scares me that one day I might use again. Because I don't love myself in the way that I should. I don't want to use. I, I. It's good that you're scared of it, though. Yeah. And like, I, that's a, that's, you know, don't look at that as a bad thing. Well, and I don't necessarily look at it as a bad thing, but it makes me wonder what is wrong with me. And I get mad with myself. Why can't I just love and accept myself and take care of myself for myself and not just for me, but I have two kids and it's like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> and this is like on my way home and I'm crying I'm like, why am I so fucked up? No, why am I crying? Like, <laughs> yeah. gosh, get it together, Ashley. And, you know, then I have to collect myself before I go into my kids because, yeah. you know, you don't want to be a hot mess. Kids. No. But it's like very upsetting to me. And I just. And it's been a buildup because, I mean, everything that I mean, we've been talking about these different scenarios and what we've been through and like coping and triggers. And then I've been in this SJP where I'm working with people who are in active addiction or who are in recovery. And we share these stories and then with school and diving into these, these disorders Mm -hmm. and all that stuff, there comes a point where it's just like everything that you're feeling or have felt or, gone through kind of surfaces up and it just gets overwhelming and you're like I don't know what to do like who do I call I don't want to call my parents I love my parents they'll support me Mm -hmm. I know they will but I don't want to because I don't want them to worry yeah bingo I can't talk to my kids about it even though I will say they would listen to me with their little all their little heart and they would support me and they would make me feel better. But they're too young and they yeah. don't understand. That's not their problem. Their advice might not be the greatest. No, I don't know. <laughs> well, Ethan, Ethan's 13 he and he's, uh, I think true. he's smarter than I am. Like legit. He's so. You know, sometimes though kids will just give the most blatant, like just stand out there right in front of your face answer to begin with. And then it hits you and you're like, oh. Yeah. 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 Yes, like he's one of those people like if it bothers you why do you do it well that's a good question sir and then that's when you go oh Uh, yeah yeah (laughs) because he said that about someone else he's like well if it if he doesn't like to do it why does he keep doing it and i'm like um uh, that's a good question why does somebody do something they don't like to do that they don't have to do it's not like a work thing Mm -hmm. like so it's like, why? I don't like this. Why yeah. am I doing this to myself? Who do I talk to about it? Who do I go cry to? I'm like, I'm not going to go cry to anybody. And that's probably my problem. I don't mm-hmm. go cry to anybody. I just suck it up and apparently save it for this podcast. <laughs> this is my free therapy, apparently. But it's like, you know, you there's it's an ongoing continual thing. Yeah. Self-growth. Oh, it never stops. Never stops. Dealing with shit from the past. Never stops. Never stops. Addiction never stops. Everything is continual. It's just how you deal with it on a day-to-day basis. And how do you work on not being 
a fucking disaster. Like how to prevent yourself from being a disaster in the moment. You have a look of concern on your face, Scott. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> My computer screen shut off. <laughs> if y'all could have seen him, his face did not look like it was good. Mm. Um, I'm concerned. So, yeah, I feel like the last few weeks for both of us have just been like... It's been a kick in the balls. A big kick in the balls. I don't even have balls. If I did, they'd hurt. That's how big of a kick it is. Big kick in the cooter pocket. Cooter pocket. That's funny. I'm using that. I don't know when, but I'll find a spot to put that cooter pocket. The cooter pocket. I'm going to randomly say that to him. Shut your cooter pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's just, it's, and I know I kind of went on a rant, but I think it's important to realize that like there are moments, no matter how long you've been sober, no matter what way you got sober, no matter what your addiction is, no matter even if you are in use, being a human being, having raw emotions, dealing with life sometimes sometimes gets very hard. And that's why it's so important to take moments to work on healthy coping habits, yep. to seek out therapy, to vent on a podcast whatever your situation might be um it's important to do that because letting it build and fester you know and remember that the the mental health cliche is gone yes you know like there was that whole like oh you're seeing a therapist why are you going to a therapist yeah you're are you crazy are you nuts yes hey did you hear so-and-so's going to a therapist now it's like normal shit it is normal shit and i think we need to normalize it yeah let's normalize let's like start the movement guys i mean seriously my listeners are like i said i mean our two listeners <laughs> anyways so start the movement of normalizing mental health yeah. healthy mental health yeah and it's being okay not to be like mentally well all the time yeah sometimes you're just unwell yep Sometimes you just, you're in a shitty place. You are. And it's okay to not be okay. Yep. And not enough people say it. And it's okay if you are struggling and your coping mechanisms are something that might not be unhealthy. If you are in that situation, again, I want to stress that it's okay to reach out to somebody because that stigma needs to be broken. It happens with all of us. Everybody has gone through something. At some point. At some point. And it's okay to get help no matter what you are going through. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I learned today? What? And there's truth to this. Tell me. It takes three weeks of a routine for it to stick. Yes. I, you know, and like one day to mess it up. So. For me. (laughs) I actually was listening to a, uh joe rogan podcast and they were talking about like getting in the gym and all that and they were like you know you know the the first two weeks is always the hardest and joe rogan goes you know everybody that i've gotten to get to get got to get to three weeks did i say that right my english is english is hard me fail english that's impossible (laughs) (laughs) it's Um, okay english is hard he did this thing where like all right if you commit to this for three weeks on your fourth week, you're going to wake up and it's going to be normal. 
it's going to be a complete normal part of your life. You're not going to have to think about it. You're just going to start going through this normal routine. So if like you stick to the gym for three solid weeks on the fourth week, when you wake up, you're going to go, I need to go to the gym. You're going to get that itch to be at the gym because it's, it's implanted in your skull. You know, and I think it's funny that you bring that up because I can create bad habits super easy. Yep. And it's because they make you feel good, right? I was going to say they're quick, easy, feel goods. Yeah. But I really do struggle with, <clears throat> sorry, I got a frog in my throat, damn it. It's fr- that frog again. Um, It's hard to create feel good, healthy habits because they don't feel good at the beginning. Oh, they suck. They really do. They suck. Especially the gym. I don't know. I don't go. <laughs> Man, when I first started going to the gym, oh, yeah. holy shit. I should go to the gym. It was the hardest thing I ever did in my life. I swear to God to you. Now you can't. Now I'm, I'm a. I know. I'm a meathead. I know you are. You would never be allowed in Planet Fitness. No. <laughs> <laughs> they would ring that bell. Oh, they would. Lunk alarm. Yep, yep, yep. Ding, ding, ding. Um, Yeah, it's something. And I know a lot of people in recovery who go to the gym. And, like, have these, like, healthy habits of, like, going to the gym and working out. Because most people who get off drugs tend to gain weight. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge trigger. Um, I think it's important for people to recognize that gaining weight is a huge trigger. Because some people, I don't think, realize it. That the process of gaining the weight back that you lost is going to be something that... And it's going to be a shock. Yeah, it's a shock and it invokes like a deep emotion. See, I was a big girl before I started using it. So I was just like, here I am again. <laughs> She's back. Um, but it is it is hard and it try to catch it early. If you notice that you're feeling, because exercise is good for you anyways. Mm-hmm. It built like endorphins, right? Like yeah, that's the, that's the thing. That's the thing is released and those are depleted during. Yeah drug use so it is good if you are in recovery and like working on creating healthy habits in your recovery life recovering life to consider taking up a some sort of exercise because Mm -hmm. it will help start rebuilding those feel good hormones as well as maintaining any weight that you might gain from your loss and i'm giving this advice knowing that i have not taken it myself guys I know this because I just got done talking about how I don't understand why I am the way I am. But it is so much easier to give it than to take it. And I know this, and it's something that I think we should also recognize. It's a lot easier for me to say it instead of doing it. But it's something that I myself am going to start working on. Once the weather gets nice, I'm like, I'm going to walk. And the weather has been shit. Shit. It snowed. I know. And I was devastated. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't give exercise advice. I'm gonna let Scott do that. I got, that. I got that covered. Yeah, thank you. Because I don't. Once I start walking every day, then I'll be like, yes. You know, this is gonna lead off into next week's episode very well. Yes, yes, it is. I think this is a good point. Yeah, should we just stop and yeah. and wait until next week to yeah. get into our other subjects? Yeah. Okay, so the takeaway today, it's okay to be messed up, and it's okay to ask for help, and it's okay to not know. It's okay to not be okay. It's all okay. And exercise. And don't do what I did. 
I learned a valuable lesson during my depressional series that I went through for the last month. Go to therapy. Go to therapy. No matter what. Yes. And you will find a therapist that's good for you. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Recovering Loudly.